0: 74 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. It's
1: been a minute. It's been more than a minute, and it's 74 episodes? Yeah, we're on 74 today, which is crazy. And it feels like it's been longer than it actually has, I think, because we had conference in the middle of all of this. And that feels like a whole month of life crammed into three days so <laughs> so we had an eventful um, yeah it takes a lot out of you yeah. if,
0: um to put on a virtual conference for 600 people and it a live a conference of-
1: yeah like I thought it'd be more low-key because we were virtual but it was not let me tell you
0: <laughs> it was not low-key and it was high energy and it was super fun and very successful and huge mm-hmm. props to that, um, for her organization mm-hmm. and just everything was really in that place of flow yeah I was often just surprised you know of course let's just spot out my woo
1: mm-hmm. empathy.
0: I was scrolling through so I could see the faces and mm-hmm. had to message so many people. So each day yeah. I tried to message staff members and say, how are you doing? Um, you know I told Kelly hey that scarf looks great um, you know I tried to reach out to each person mm-hmm. and then as I started to pay attention to the participants, I was Like Maury, and you know, just noticing people and seeing mm-hmm. people, it made my heart so full. Yeah. I know there's my catchphrase. It made my heart so full when I saw someone's face.
1: Yeah, um,
0: thank you to everyone who was nice enough to turn their video on because some people don't. Yeah, yep. but when they had their video on and I was scrolling and I, I saw these faces that I, yeah. I've come to know so well, mm-hmm. it was just really over the years, it was really. Um, an awesome moment and so yeah. I did um, in the green room we talked a little bit about the strengths and the energy mm-hmm. that we pull upon when we put on a conference
1: yeah. period,
0: but also when you put on a conference virtually and mm-hmm. I shared with you that I think virtual teaching and virtual learning for me Takes more out of me than in person. Yeah. So I would rather had those six hundred people in a, a giant room because I can't read the energy. Mm-hmm. I can't read their faces. I can't tell. You know, are they laughing? Are they? Um, are they writing? You know, the way that different people learn. Mm-hmm. I was looking for my my writing learners, and I was looking for my my sensory learners who are are struggling with the sound quality mm-hmm. and. It was really fascinating to me to think about the way that our strengths show up um, differently across mm-hmm. technology. But also, I think it was great for us to recognize that we're all stretching a little bit, including generationally. I mean, mm-hmm. if you looked across the, if you scrolled across the screen, you saw a
1: wide variance of age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was great. And I do want to give you a shout out because... You lead a lot of our time uh, during, especially new mentor training certification. And I know you're behind a lot of the breakouts. So that looked different this year and everything? But um, the fact that you had to adjust and adapt so much, and I think you did it so well, uh, that it really, I just want to give you major props. Um, you talk all the time about, like, growth mindset, and you do a little bit of... Um, like shitting on yourself sometimes, um, you know, like, uh, you know, no, 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 should, should Dean, um, uh, shouldn't de- you know, that you, you don't do things well, or you shouldn't do that because you're not good at it. Like those sorts of things. Like you, um, are a little bit self-deprecating sometimes, which I understand you model growth mindset, but it seems like it's the same examples of growth mindset every time, which actually consequently that is a fixed mindset. So I want to give you uh, major props because your growth mindset is always, I'm not good at technology. You yet, or not good at Zoom yet, or not good at online teaching or training yet. And that I feel like has perpetually been your example of growth mindset since I've known you. Which I think I would argue is fixed mindset because you're not actually <laughs> applying learning to grow it. But these conditions, that's
0: really you're, that,
1: these that's con- but these conditions have forced you to learn and forced you to be stretched and grow. And I cannot imagine. I have high ish empathy. It's number nine for me. And when I can't feel what someone's feeling, it is hard. Right? Like there's a excuse me. There's a lack of connection. And I can pick up on some of those clues virtually, but that's just the emotional intelligence of the room. Uh, You also have the social and energy intelligence through your high woo. So you have like a double-edged sword of picking up on people's emotions and picking up on people's energy. And a lot of that comes from visual, physical, nonverbal reception, right? Like you have these little antennae receivers of emotion and energy. And when you're not physically in the same room as someone, those can be hard, right? You, you can't pick up on those things as much. And so I think you did a masterful job of picking up on those things as much as you can in a virtual space. I also want to give props to Anna because she's great at monitoring the chat and helping troubleshoot issues and, um, you know, some major props to her. But I think both of the times you led new mentor training certification were incredible. Uh, and I know they were a little bit different each time, um, just based on lots of different things, but. Uh, I think they both went off so, so well, and you were able to teach everything, you were able to reach people, uh, and that takes a lot, (laughs) that says a lot right there, that they both went really well, that you were able to adapt to the new circumstances and did something that you believe, right? If we boil down everything you do, Allie, this is probably the most important, training your trainers right? Because that's going to have the greatest impact is by training and equipping really great trainers. And so the fact that you did that really well and adapted to the new space, I think needs to be paused and celebrated. Thank you for that, Tess. Thank yeah. you.
0: I think that I'm trying to model growth mindset with that group because they are going to be on a new adventure when they're doing training, whether that's online or in person.
1: Mm-hmm. You're
0: right about self-deprecation and I can work on that. You're also right about my same old examples. I've got a ways to go. But that is correct that it's fixed mindset for me to keep saying that I'm not good at it yet and not pausing to celebrate. I believe that I did the engagement piece very well. Mm -hmm. The technology piece, I'm not struggling with it as much but it makes me uncomfortable because I don't... As a presenter, you have your container, Okay, You have your container, you get in that room ahead of time. You know what that room looks like. You know what your people look like. You know what the materials are. That's just that. That's being a good trainer. You get in and you know your container. There is no way to know the container of virtual space. No. And I feel Mm -hmm. miserably in honoring what I know about myself as a trainer, which is I cannot train with a gazillion distractions. And that's Mm -hmm. what happened on day one. The difference between day one and day two for me was I was in my – I knew I needed to get better, I knew, knew I needed to improve, and so I was really dedicated to that. There weren't the distractions, but I didn't have the safety net of you in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, I know that you know my nonverbals to know that mm-hmm. I am Yeah, you know those. There are other people that I'm lucky enough to work with that know those nonverbals, verbals um, in me. Anna could see that at the beginning of day one, and we took a pause and we took a brain break. Anna and I were doing some yoga stretches in that room okay. because I said, I'm off. And she she could sense it. She knew it. She said, We're good. And then she brought me a, I mean. Of course she did. Oh, so she brought me to a yoga pose and she said, Okay, we're gonna recenter and this is fine. So I'm lucky to be surrounded by people who not only understand that I need the nonverbals of um, other people to read the room but also that I can count on people reading mine yeah, and knowing what I need. What I will say about that, which is kind of one of the things that I had jotted down to chat about today, is that it has opened me. So this this space has opened me to new opportunities and new chances to show who I am as a teacher, trainer, learner mm-hmm. in a new light yeah. that maybe wouldn't have been illuminated had it not. Well, of course it wouldn't have been mm-hmm. um, because I was against it. <laughs> It has illuminated me as a virtual trainer in a skill set that I didn't even know that I had. I think I knew that I had a capacity of engaging people, but I always thought it was in my physical um, proximity. That's what I had been praised for as a teacher. I remember Doc Dudley taking a look at my video um, at Doan and telling me, this was back when they had a camcorder in the classroom Mm -hmm. test Mm -hmm. you'd set the order (laughs) and then you'd do your lesson and then you'd sit down with your um with the professor and walk through you know what to do well where do you need to grow and he he sat down with me and he said you know we just can't teach this and I I thought oh here we go (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) this is not fixable he said look at the way that you are always on the same level with the students you are right there Mm-hmm. same eye level you you can sense when a learner needs you to be closer you can sense when there's disruption and so I've always kind of thought my teaching gift was in sensing the physical energy
1: Yeah.
0: but what I realized is that I can create engagement with my words mm-hmm. I can create engagement with the questions that I ask lifting up all my strengths here
1: mm-hmm. I can also
0: create engagement by thinking about what it's like to be in their spot and what they might want to be asked or how they might want to engage. But it is definitely an exhausting space mm-hmm. to teach and learn and It takes so much out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that that is something that I need to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. So being a better trainer means that I'm going to go into this knowing myself mm-hmm. next time in a more meaningful way and asking for what I need. Yeah, I should good. have said I need my own room
1: Yeah,
0: and I'm um, I just didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was okay to ask for that. And you know what, it's okay to say, this is what, this I, is need. what I need. Yeah, that's okay. Yep. This group, and <laughs> oh, there man. are 50 of them,
1: yeah. so, um, that's good.
0: Lots of great learning,
1: mm-hmm. but,
0: the, um, the piece that I wanted to chat about today was a word that's been coming up for me and I've been jotting as I always do, I write down my strengths. Thanks, JC. Write down my strengths each day. By the way, I have not memorized. I sometimes, so for whatever funny. reason, you can analyze this, I mix up developer and belief. Belief.
1: Yeah, you told me that. Which <laughs> one do you tend to put higher than the other? Mistakenly. Belief.
0: No? No, i good. See, I was all excited that I'm going to get on here and just rattle off my 15, and now there's no way. Now there's it. no way. Pop quiz. One through 15. Go. I can uh, do 1 through 10. I can do 1 right. through 10, but Talk I can't choice. do 1 through 15. No. Go. Um, but if, no, I'm not
1: going to be tested. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm such a great teacher, and you're not going to okay. be a learner. <laughs> all, right.
0: All, right, all right, all right, all right. Input,
1: communication, strategic, rule,
0: empathy, achiever, individualization, connectedness. <laughs> connectedness. Number 10 is learner. Positivity learner.
1: Okay. Thank you. Did I pass? I don't know. You were going too fast. I didn't pull up your strings yet. <laughs> that sounds right to me. <laughs> Let's just go past. It's a past failure. Um, it's a past I, failure. Yeah, you were closing up. <laughs> you threw
0: a pop quiz at me, and I'm on it. I just... It, it too took you a thought. while to convince you for that, I will say, though. It's not... Um, so I write down my strengths every day and then I write down a word that comes to me in meditation as we've talked about here so if there's a word or phrase that pops up so I want you to hear some of these words okay that have popped up I mean you just can't even make this stuff up
1: mm-hmm. are you ready go okay ahead. I'm
0: going to go back to last week conference alright okay. release be here Clarity. Surprise. Step in and up. Go. Okay. Hashtag connectedness. So these words are showing up, but a, a big overarching theme when it comes to, you know, how I love words and phrases mm-hmm. um, is the word serendipity.
1: I was just saying communication, you know, love words and phrases, just spotting you. I also verified that you did get those correct. 11 is belief, 12 is developer. Developer is one of the most common on our staff, and it also aligns so much with the mission of who we are. So it makes sense that you would probably want to subconsciously inflate developer. That makes sense. And maybe the connotations with belief that you might want to regress belief. But okay. you're a wizard. That's really, that's a. Happy to oblige. <laughs> 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 just take it, um, I love to analyze people.
0: Sorry, <laughs> yeah, And you're, you're really good at it. But just think about how stepping back and me, and I, I hope we model this all the time, that we have these conversations and we ask some questions and we mix some things in that probably don't make a lot of sense to Every listener, but hopefully, <laughs> at least every listener can take something from it mm-hmm. and say, Okay, how could I ask that same question or have that same dialogue with my friends, with my kids, with my grandkids, with my nephews, my niece, my sisters, my brothers, my co workers? I mean, I just mm-hmm. think it's we spend a lot of time now in this virtual space, and so we could be really thoughtful about the way that we ask mm-hmm. questions.
1: Yeah, cool. um,
0: that's a good example of that. It's good. So, so these the words. Word of, Mm -hmm. the word that um, has been showing up for me and I thought would be a great dialogue to have here is the word serendipity. And you know that, I mean, I've used this word. You can just hashtag connect with us about it, yeah. So I believe in it, um, but I think that it's um, definitely something that's rare, and I went to the definition, and it is rare. But serendipity is the development of events by chance, unexpected happy moments, so this word has been showing up a lot for me, and I notice when a word shows up, mm-hmm. but I also notice why. I pay attention to why might this word be showing up, and the opening for me it's the opening up that you can receive that kind of information from the universe. You know, yeah. if you're open, that kind of information will come to you. So I started thinking about that word and how it applies to our to our each individual words of the year. Okay. And I thought that that would be a really great question to ask you as, um, when you're thinking about hope and you think about the development of events by chance, unexpected happy moments, how does that align with, how is that different from, how does that parallel, how does that feed, how does serendipity
1: honor hope? It's hmm. Hmm. a really good question. I think on first, first thought, I feel like they contradict each other a bit. Really? Because, on, on first thought, because they're unexpected. And the definition of hope is having an idea, an energy about a future that you want to actualize upon. So it's expected, right? Hope is expected and anticipated, serendipity is not so or hope is living with expectation and living with anticipation right if we believe sorry not it's not hope isn't expected but it's living with expectations and anticipations for what the future can be you know according to dr shane lopez his definition of hope the energy and idea that we have about the future right so serendipity is since that's unexpected I think that they can, they don't necessarily conflict with one another, but I think they run like parallel to one another, but not necessarily the same. I think they can have, if you think about that kind of visualization of them running parallel to each other, I think they can have moments where there's bridges between that jump back and forth between the two lines of hope, which is an expected or anticipated reality future, realized future, and uh serendipity which is these great moments of unexpected these patterns of things that emerge Um, because you know i think about in my own life some of the things that i'm really leaning into for hope about my own future i've had moments serendipitous moments that have confirmed the energy and excitement i have about the future things that have unexpectedly happened Um, words that people have unexpectedly spoken to my life, mentors who've unexpectedly come into my life. And all of those individual moments, serendipitous moments, have confirmed this future that I'm working to actualize in my own life. And so I think that they can work to confirm and strengthen each other but I think, foundationally, they're somewhat different, which doesn't mean they, my first term, maybe to say they conflict with one another wasn't necessarily the right word for it. Sorry, communication is 17, so wasn't the right word, but it was the word that first came to mind for me. Um, but uh, they they run a little bit on separate tracks because of how they function and what they're leaning into when you think of where they're going um, as kind of modus operandums, right? Well, so, I mean, hope is future casting Mm -hmm.
0: and serendipity is, I mean, you can't future cast unexpected moments. It's
1: present focused, right? But it can help to confirm future moments, right? That we're future casting towards.
0: Yeah. Which really honors choice.
1: Hmm. It's how you choose to see those moments and interpret them.
0: It's also where you choose to place yourself to be in a position where you could receive those moments. Huh. So let's say that you are you you meet people by chance. You yeah, mentioned totally. you know, these people that have serendipitously come into your totally, life. Totally, yep. Um, are because you made a choice to be in that position.
1: Ooh, okay, so that's good. I have a great example of that. I did okay. not want to join a small group this last fall. In church. I have a great community, great group of friends. Um, my prior small group had kind of phased out and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to meet a bunch of new people. I just really like my people. But I felt really odd about not being in a small group. And so yeah, <laughs> hashtag my relator, no new friends. Uh, it's my life motto. <laughs> um, but um, uh, felt, you know, from my own faith perspective, the importance of community, church community. And so knowing that Small groups are really designed to be small pockets of the church um, within the larger context of the larger church that I go to. So I chose to join a small group. Ended up meeting two individuals who I am very good friends with now, and it was totally random occurrences. I would have never met them otherwise. Um, one actually that I had. Um, we uh, met one-on-one not too long ago, and I think our conversation there helped me actually to break down biases that I had created around her. Um, she had um, she has high woo, high positivity, and um, had talked to me. You know, which I'm like l- love love people of high woo and high positivity. Not ragging on that at all. Like I need those people in my life, or else you will find me sunken and sullen and loner esque in my apartment for my entire life. Um, I need people like that, like super high energy though, right? And she had asked me a few things about like politics and what I thought about social justice issues. And, you know, me being me functioned a lot under the assumption of like, Oh, because it's all over social media, like she's interested in it now. And when we actually started to talk about it, she's been working on this for a while and she's been doing a lot of the work behind the scenes, but hasn't necessarily been talking about it online. And I think that was a gut check for me and I apologized to her and I'm like, I'm sorry, I've made assumptions about you. And I, I'm so glad we've had this opportunity to meet one-on-one because it's broken down the biases that I had created naturally because of how, because of the projections of who you you are that I see in public, and the fact that we got to meet one on one really helped me see see you in a deeper light.
0: So I I love that you can own that
1: mm-hmm. because
0: not all of us can own that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's a stretch. You're stretching. Mm-hmm. You're admitting to I didn't want to do this. I'm going to stretch about it, which is required. Yeah. It's required mm-hmm. if we want to have moments of of learning and growth. Stretch mm-hmm. is required. Yeah, but. I also think that, I mean, honoring your relator, trust does not come easy to you. Mm -mm. What I'm learning about me is serendipity and those moments will fuel trust Hmm. because I have a greater faith and belief that the right things are coming into my life right now. I mean, I feel that way now. I haven't always felt that way, but I feel that way now. I felt that way, I'd say we've had quite a journey over the last couple of years here in, at 74 episodes. Um, there have clearly <laughs> been moments. I have not been feeling like the good was headed my way. Yeah. But I think I have just almost a settling of what happens now is is meant to happen.
1: Yeah, And
0: I know that that honors connectedness, but it also okay. honors my beliefs of, if you are open and you are trusting that the good things will happen, which is hopeful, mm-hmm. but you choose to put yourself in positions where something completely unexpected could happen.
1: Okay, I I totally get where you're coming from, but I want to challenge you a little bit because good. your definition of serendipity in this context seems or living with this openness actually seems a little contrary to choice because it's you know well the way you're talking about it like things will come to you right like the right people will come into your life if you're but what if you function under so serendipity then you're redefining as an openness just an openness to experiences i'm
0: defining it for me as an openness but also serendipity has a little bit of there's a spin on the definition that isn't just like the, the unexpected it's unexpected, happy moments. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a choice to be open to the things that happen to you. And, um, this see the good in them. Seeing good, but also seeing growth and stretch. So if it wasn't for ABC and D that's happened in my life, I would not be where I am today. But also when I look at the moments of unexpected happiness that have been some of the most incredible moments of my life, I can name that choice put me in that position to receive that.
1: Give me an example. Um, Okay. A really
0: good example would be conference. So I chose to stretch. Mm -hmm. Now I could have chosen... Chosen to um, shut down, and yeah. believe me,
1: please <laughs> your choice. Of, sometimes
0: <laughs> there's this great meme where I don't know if I've sent it to you yet. I probably have. Where it's this this little girl, and she's at the at the school desk, and she's just crying. And <laughs> it says me responding to this email. I mean, I just, <laughs> kind of, so um, I think that I chose to stretch. And as a result, I, I've been – there have been some unexpected happy moments of people noticing my talent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I agree. Now I, I also think – okay, so let's say I'm thinking about – here's Tess who does, um, you know, data and research for, for teammates. And, you know, you guys could kind of work together on some things for teammates – But I believe that you and I both serendipitously knew that strengths was the pathway for both of us. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a conscious choice for me to say, I have absolutely got to work with this person. Mm -hmm. I know her talent. I know she is Professor Tess. I know that if I'm lucky enough to bring her onto this strengths team, it's going to make us so much better. It's going to make me better as a person, it's going to expand our knowledge. I mean, look what you did with two hundred one.
1: Yeah, that's great. Which has
0: always been a dreamy dream for me, but it it didn't come to actuality, and probably wouldn't have had you not come into the team. So the serendip the serendipity of that to me is because I was open to the choice of saying, "So let's work together." Okay. I Okay, so you I get where you're coming us. from. You could have chosen, yeah.
1: like, whatever, I've got enough stuff to do. <laughs> I, yeah, do it. I don't want to do this, yeah. Okay, so I think the to me, I get where you're talking about, you know, so I would define in that kind of example most recently that serendipity would be the fact that I took, of the four offers of internships I had for the summer, I took the one at Teammate, so that connected us, right? And that right. was the right. choice, right? But it was the choice on my end that led to us connecting, that led to then the secondary choice of us working together. So this in is a where, context.
0: This is where learner meets woo. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got you got great I think about your um, one of the coaching cards that you pulled when it's the train tracks. Uh-huh. It's it's also your context. hmm So your context is like, Yeah, but but look here. Look here yeah. at this what was
1: this is antecedent to this which is you know mm-hmm. to this yeah so
0: we basically are agreeing but we're yeah. agreeing from different points yes but the reason i think that that yeah. word is so powerful <laughs> to me right now look at us we'll
1: argue and we'll have the same conclusion but we are arguing I around
0: keep listening and say gosh you too neither <laughs> one of them are making any sense so Thank you, all our listeners. You're welcome. (laughs) What I hope to be true. We are not making any sense. Nope. But I think that 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 word right now in a time of so many unknowns and so many unexpected not happy moments for us as a world globally and particularly in our nation, um, so many unknowns for students going back to Mm -hmm. school, so many unknowns for all of us, that serendipity is probably more, I'm noticing it more. Yeah. And I'm paying closer attention to that. And I believe that that is a choice.
1: Yeah. Hmm. To pay attention to it for sure. It's almost kind of like, I don't know how to describe this. Um, Right, kind of. I describe like hope and serendipity are these like parallel lines that run together, and choices are right. Choices are like right the perpendicular lines that like intercept that, yeah, allow. Yeah, like a train track, you know, like an actual train track. Jeez Louise, this is so serendipitous, right? Look at us. (laughs) We come full circle. But like, right, it's like you make a choice, which gives an opportunity for something unexpected to happen, which leads you to other choices, right? Like, it really is like, I don't think they happen simultaneously. And that's maybe where we differ just a bit. But they are concurrent with one another, right? One, a choice happens, which leads to opportunities and options and serendipitous moments, which then leads you to more choices in terms of how to, number one, interpret what happened, and then, number two, how to go forward from what happened.
0: So it leads me to my other question (laughs) that I I told you came up in a blog um,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: today. What would happen if your life got really good?
1: Who's to say it isn't really good? Who's to say? Who's you to are, say? You are right? You are. You're the one to say that your life is really good.
0: I, I just think I'm starting to notice what is good. And as always, practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. As always, paying attention to um, energetically where I'm drawn, but also where I'm using my strengths.
1: Yeah. How I'm
0: being honored. Where How I know my, my worth. I mean, that's tremendous growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the question right now yeah. because when I ask people that question they all give me the same facial reaction that you do what would happen <laughs> if your life got really good they're like what well is it's not <laughs> <laughs> or this terrible. terrible this, this t- couldn't happen this year, this couldn't happen this year and I know that I don't want to constantly be the rose colored glasses person in the room or maybe I do but there positivity. are so many great things that have happened as a result mm-hmm. of pause. I just can't even begin to, I mean, someone should be writing a book about this. Everything, I mean, basically, Viktor Frankl did.
1: And they why don't you? Meaning.
0: I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane wrote about this in Making yeah. Hope Happen. I mean, mm-hmm. it truly, it's It's all there's light shining in this time and things are being illuminated, as we've talked about many times here. But I think there's a shift of perspective if you say, Well, what would happen if your life got really good? And then that choice leads to all kinds of things. It's also kind of manifesting. Because it's all that law of attraction kind of I mean, we won't even go there, mm-hmm. lose about five hundred listeners if we go into that dialogue, but it's what you focus on, you are bound to have more of.
1: Hmm.
0: So if I started every day with, This is terrible. I am miserable. I hate that I can't see people in person. I hate, you know, and hate's not a word that I throw around. Um, strongly dislike, it's my preferred terminology. But I save, I save hate for a few um,
1: yeah.
0: phrases, as mm-hmm. you know.
1: <laughs> but when we're
0: thinking about, you know, that overall its perspective and, and the way that we show up and think about the choices that we get to make yeah our hopefulness the agency of hope
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then those unexpected happy moments that filter mm-hmm. in
1: and i think like it reminds me of our conversation that we had i don't know maybe a year ago was it maybe a little bit more about life limiting paradigms right for me what you know what would it look like if your life was really good right now almost all of that depends on you, right? And the things that you think are getting in the way of whatever kind of life you want to leave, a lot of that is up to you. And what do you have the agency to do in terms of, you know, your ability to affect change and make that happen? And I think obviously there are situational, contextual, and external factors that impact someone's ability, right? Like if your life to make it really good right now is to live in a million dollar mansion. Yes, you might have some situational, you know, um, limitations that prevent you from doing that, right? But like I love the question: What would it look like for your life to look really good right now? Because I think it mitigates some of those external um, limitations that we that we put on ourselves because we're, you know, from the science of well being course that I took with Yale, we always talked about how people's well being is lower because they. Um, uh, they, oh gosh, what was the term that was used? It was like every, you you have upward relativity. Like everyone has to have a relativity point. Like what are you comparing yourself to? And we tend to compare ourselves to what we see on social media, what we see in the media, what we see on TV, rather than like what's an actual relative comparison or a downward comparison that can help you see your situation with actual honest light. Um, and so, yeah, I'm like, I love that question because I think it, it forces people to confront, you know, if you say what, what would make your life look really good right now? A lot of that you what, have agency over. What would happen if your life got what really would happen right now? What would happen but if your hap-
0: life right now? It goes back to what we talked about when we, and I, I thought about this later, when we got some great responses and I want to thank everyone who responded to us on the question around what did um, wealth look like mm-hmm. and um, you know, in the frame of our younger yeah. self yep. and it was reading responses and wow, we had some great ones. I mean, and so fascinating, like to think about a hot tub and um, it's, I mean the responses were really good, but I got to thinking about te- this test that that, Goes to a definition of what wealth is. And so for me, I got to thinking about how wealth defined for me was in the family's happiness. Mm. It was not about stuff.
1: Yeah. It was
0: about, um, which maybe as I think about it further, maybe why I'm such a minimalist is because I grew up watching money destroy families, and money be a fighting um, point of conflict with both sets of parents, and, um, and how I saw it being almost painful, and um, so wealth to me was a happy family, and so I was envious mm-hmm. of what I considered to be a family of assets who were sitting around the dinner table enjoying one another and being there for one another and, you know, loving on one another, that to me was well. So I know that we, we spoke of it in more of a, you know, materialistic or what did it look mm-hmm. like? Which is, it was such a great question and such great responses. And I loved thinking yeah. about it because, mm-hmm. you know, to think back to the kitchen that we had with matching linoleum and the matching avocado green, green appliances, toys. you know, those kinds of things, it was just fun to walk back around in my, the home that I grew up in, because I was very fortunate to grow up in, in ridiculous privilege, where, you know, we were some of the first people to have a a big old satellite dish, I like to think about how many land, um, landfills are full of satellite dishes, so I, I don't like to think about it, actually, it bothers me a lot, but I think about some of those things that, were part of our life, but didn't equal wealth. They were, it it didn't feel like um, an asset. It Mm. felt like a distraction from what I could see in other families as um, joy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and connection. And I think it really defined me. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It really defined me as a, new mm-hmm. mom and a parent and a, a wife. I mean, when we got, when Mike and I got started, we had nothing. Yeah. I mean, zero. And we both grew up in privilege and we had zip and it was good for us. Yeah. It was really good for us. Mm-hmm. But I think that back to some of those moments, that's, that was where we probably had the most joy. I mean, we were working really hard trying to figure things out and had a new baby and we're trying to, <laughs> poor Lauren <laughs> raised by wolves. But when I think back to that, I have a correlation with, um, the envy that I had or the desire that I had was based on the joint connection. It wasn't that stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's great.
0: Mm. I like that. So I, I loved that question, but I also think it might be good for us to ask our listeners. Um, you know what would happen if your like life got really good, or what defines what really good is? What defines
1: mm-hmm.
0: your your wealth? Your I mean, I don't like the word wealth. Mm-hmm. I need a different word there. I mean, what's abundance? That's mm-hmm. a better word. Much better what word. Is there abundance you go. To you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I think that is such a great way to really think about what would happen if your life got really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Good, it's a good wrapping up note, something to think on, I think, for us personally, too. Hmm, yeah, it is. I do want to um, shout out all of the people that reached out after last episode. We had some really great responses, um, like Ali mentioned, of um, people who, um, what they thought wealth looked like when they were younger. We had some great feedback on our theme song and um, our logo, uh, some great uh, best, silliest strengths in action, grateful for nexting, and I think that was really good um Yeah. I just want to shout out JC, um, Dan Kincaid, who sent us some great information or some great responses. Um, Sarah, um, we've just gotten some great, we always have great, great listeners, but we're always grateful when people respond to our, the questions and action items. So
0: what's the vote on the theme song?
1: Um, We, I think have one vote for. Is that my vote? No, I'm not. I'm nullifying us. I don't feel like we can. That we, we reached out to the listeners for it, for feedback. So um, I think it was one based on people who emailed, we had it was like a, a 30, a third, third, third split um, like 33% for change, 33% for staying the same because it always reminds them that the podcast is coming. And then 33% that said, if you want to do it, I don't really care. I'll listen anyway. <laughs> so. That's probably more like
0: 100%. Yeah,
1: most of it. They're like, we don't really care. Oh, my gosh. What about the, um, the graphic? Um, I think it was really, really similar. I don't think I saw anyone who differentiated the graphic. There was one person who said, keep this song the same, actually, but update your bitmojis because they're a little outdated based on all your hair changes. So. <laughs>
0: I mean, I also think that, is the
1: Bitmoji bit getting old? I know that was the question. I don't know. I don't know. Your Bitmoji library is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, look how I've aged in the Bitmoji library. (laughs) go to that. I ages it's (laughs) 20 years.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm going to cut off our conversation because this could get a a little long. But some things to think about. We'd love for you to uh, respond to our reflections on the word serendipity. Um, what does that word mean to you? How does it um, impact you? How does it relate if you have a word of the year to your word of the year? Um, I know one of our regular listeners has the same word of the year as me, so I'm excited to hear her feedback, <coughs> Sarah. i um, excited to hear what you think about um, that. And um, secondly, um, after kind of reflecting on serendipity, would love for you to ponder um, the question that Allie brought up from the blog. What would happen if your life was really good right now? Is that it? Did I get that right? Okay. What would happen if your life was really good right now? What does really good look like? How do you define that? How do you define a good life, a life of abundance for yourself? What are some of the things that you need to have a life of abundance? What are some things that maybe you know detract from living life abundantly? Um, and yeah, that's just such a great question. I think it's going to make me ponder a whole lot um, until the next time we talk. Um, because, of course, Ali sprung the question on me um, about a minute before we started recording. So <laughs> love my very honoring to my intellection. Um, that just needs to process. So, OK, Allie. <laughs> And she's silently laughing, so you can't hear her laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, thank you. <laughs> what the hell? but It's so loud. I've been giving her flack for silently laughing, everybody, because I'm like, people just hear my smile when I start talking. But people hear all of my verbal pauses and affirmations of what you're saying because the mic is here and you're virtual and you just choose to silently laugh, so... Okay, anyway, thank you for that laughing out loud. And we love to hear any responses that you guys have to um, some of those prompts and questions. I think they're really good things to ponder in general. So thank you everybody for tuning in to episode 74 of Jenna Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. To interact with us and share your responses to the questions that we posed in this episode, feel free to email us or give us a follow on Instagram at Jenna Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively that of Allison Horn and Tess Starman and may not reflect the views of Teammate's Mentoring Program at large. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.